The unofficial end to summer is here. School has started for most, football season is upon us, and soon the leaves will be changing color. At the DSR Network, we remain as busy as ever with a full slate of podcasts scheduled for the fall. In the coming weeks, we'll be launching two new shows with new hosts, creating even more content for our members. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, bonus content, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of September, you'll receive 20% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SCHOOL at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code SCHOOL. Thank you for your support. It's September 6, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The British government is set to designate the Russian mercenary group Wagner Group as a terrorist organization, making it illegal to be a member or support the group. The move, expected to come into effect on September 13th, will categorize Wagner's assets as terrorist property and allow their seizure. The British Interior Minister described Wagner Group as violent and destructive, acting as a military tool for Russia's President Vladimir Putin in various regions, including Ukraine, the Middle East, and Africa. The group has been involved in looting, torture, and murders, posing a threat to global security. Membership or support for the group will be punishable by up to 14 years in jail under the new order. This decision was welcomed by opposition leaders and follows previous sanctions against Wagner Group and its associates. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken visited Kiev to express support for Ukraine's ongoing counteroffensive against Russian forces, which has made limited progress in the past three months. During his two-day trip, Blinken is expected to announce a new U.S. assistance package exceeding $1 billion. He met with Ukrainian officials, including Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba, to ensure Ukraine's immediate and long-term needs are met, emphasizing the importance of a strong deterrent and economic recovery. Media reports have criticized Ukraine's tactics, prompting a response from Ukrainian officials. While Ukraine has regained control of some villages, progress has been hampered by obstacles like minefields and Russian airstrikes. The U.S. seeks to assess the situation on the ground provide battlefield support, and address energy security concerns ahead of winter. Moscow believes the U.S. will continue supporting Ukraine militarily, despite opposition from some Republican figures in Congress. The U.S. has already provided substantial aid to Ukraine, and additional funding is pending approval, with potential opposition from some lawmakers. The Justice Department has spent three years building a case against Google alleging illegal abuse of power in online search to stifle competition. Google has mounted a robust defense with hundreds of employees and significant legal resources. The trial, known as U.S. et al. v. Google, marks a pivotal moment in the modern Internet era, questioning whether tech giants like Google, Apple, Amazon, and Meta gain dominance by breaking the law. 
The case centers on Google's alleged monopolistic practices, particularly its agreements with companies like Apple to make its search engine the default on various devices. The trial's outcome could have significant implications, potentially impacting the largest internet company's growth and operations. Google faces potential charges to its business practices, damages, and restructuring. The trial, scheduled for 10 weeks, involves notable figures from the tech industry as witnesses and is presided over Judge Amrit P. Mehta. The case challenges whether antitrust laws from the late 19th century can effectively address today's tech monopolies. In other news, the possibility of holding elections in Ukraine amid the ongoing conflict with Russia has become a contentious issue. Originally scheduled for parliamentary elections next month and a presidential vote in March 2024, there is debate surrounding whether such elections can be conducted freely and fairly under these challenging circumstances. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is open to the idea, provided Parliament lifts martial law restrictions and Western partners assist with logistical and financial support. However, election watchdogs, political analysts, and opposition figures argue that the war censorship, and the displacement of millions of Ukrainians make conducting credible elections a formidable task. While some believe holding elections demonstrates Ukraine's commitment to democracy, others worry it could delegitimize the government and exacerbate divisions. The timing and feasibility of elections in Ukraine remain uncertain, contingent on the evolving conflict's scale and duration. Enrique Tario, the former leader of the Proud Boys, has been sentenced to 22 years in prison for his role in orchestrating the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. This is the longest sentence given thus far in connection to the Capitol attack, where lawmakers were certifying President Joe Biden's election victory. Tario was not physically present at the riot, but played a significant role in organizing the far-right group's involvement. Prosecutors had recommended a 33-year sentence, describing Tario as a charismatic leader and a propagandist who condoned violence and monitored the riot as it unfolded. Tario was convicted of seditious conspiracy and other charges and has been in jail since his arrest. He plans to appeal the sentence. Other leaders of the Capitol riot have also received substantial prison terms. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi is prominently featured in an advertising blitz across New Delhi, celebrating India's presidency of the G20 summit, positioning himself as a global statesman and leader of a rising India. This marketing campaign serves both national pride and Modi's personal ambitions as he eyes the 2024 elections. The G20 presidency is symbolically important, allowing Modi's ruling party to project domestic power. While India showcases its contributions to the world and its global significance, critics point to deeper domestic issues, including restrictions on democracy and human rights. Despite global doubts, Modi's participation in the G20 will likely bolster his image on the international stage and influence the upcoming elections. In lighter news, a three-legged bear known as Tripod entered a Florida family's enclosed porch grabbing the attention of their 13-year-old son, Joseph, who was inside the house. Security camera footage and Joseph's cell phone video captured the bear breaking through the porch screen 
and indulging in three White Claw alcoholic beverages from the fridge, favoring mango and strawberry flavors. The family wasn't frightened as they are familiar with the bear who lives in the area and they respect its habitat. Fortunately, the bear left after a short visit, with the only harm being the stolen snacks and a damaged screen. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.